coaches, thanks again for tuning in to the Pound the Rod podcast. This is Brian Blackburn, your host. I want to thank our sponsors again through hardwoodtexas.com. We have Huddle, Waterboy Graphics, Scholastic Steel, Jeremy Thomas, and Allstate Agency, as well as Tumbleweed Textiles. We're again here, uh, part three of our series with Coach Scott Richardson from Cristobal High School. He's the girls' basketball coach. And for this episode, we're going to talk to him as athletic director. He's also the athletic director. And uh, this can kind of give us some insight as coaches into the thought process of an athletic director and maybe how we can uh, coordinate and communicate better with them. So, Coach, thanks again for being with us. Hey, it's my pleasure. Looking forward to it here. All right. So, uh, I guess talk to us about being an athletic director. What is that like for you? (laughs) Well, I tell you, there's good days and bad days. It's like anything else, you know. I kind of... I kind of look at it as my role as being uh, somebody that coaches coaches, you know, and so I think my job is to take care of the coaches. I think if our our coaches are confident and they feel good about themselves and they uh, feel like that they're, they can be free, then I think they're going to be good for our kids. So, you know, I kind of feel like my job is to just to constantly coach coaches uh, as far as being an athletic director. Yeah, how, uh, how difficult is it, um, and I, I'm just speaking from experience here, how difficult is it to deal with, uh, a coach like me, so to speak, and I, I sometimes just get tunnel vision, and I'm not. I, I worry too much, maybe about my program, and I'm not worried about the program, the athletic program. How do you, uh, I guess, help 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 a coach change the mindset and try to get us to focus more on the whole than rather just our our team? Uh, well, you know, first of all. I think that as an athletic director, I think um, one of the things that you have to understand is that you want to hire guys that are passionate about what they do. And so when you do that, you're going to get coaches that have that tunnel vision. You're going to get coaches that are extremely uh, just passionate about what they're doing and not noticing other people. And so the first thing you have to realize is that I don't think they do it intentionally. And so, and I think a lot of you guys don't do it intentionally. But what I would, would encourage you to do is to ask yourself, when you take a job, are you looking to go to a place that has a championship-level performance daily in everything you do? Because if you're, as a coach, looking for a place where you can just be the basketball coach and you can win a lot of basketball and you really don't care if anybody else wins, well, I think you're going to find that, number one, you're going to be looking for jobs a lot because that's just not a good way to operate, and ADs really struggle with that. Uh, but number two, I think that if you just win in one sport and not the others, I think that starts, stuff starts bleeding both directions. And I don't know that you're really going to be in a place where they're going to win a lot at one place and, and be terrible at the other places. So I say all that to say you want your kids to be a part of a championship program. And so because of that, you need to understand that the coaches around you are the same that you are. They love cross-country like you love basketball. They love baseball like you love basketball and football and so on and so forth. And so the first thing, you know, Scott Fitzgerald says, the test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold on two opposed ideas in the mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. (laughs) And it's kind of a deep quote. But basically what it's saying is you've got to be able to understand that all these coaches that are working with you with these same kids – are trying to do the same thing you're doing. And so when you see them make decisions, you can't get upset about those things. You've got to be able to put yourself in their shoes. 
And that's the hardest part for all of us is to put ourselves in everybody's shoes, including your athletic directors, because everybody has pressures from different directions. You know, as athletic director, I get pressure from our principal and our superintendent. Uh, and I get frustrated with my superintendent, but he has pressure from the board, and the yeah. board has pressure from the community. I mean, we're all facing different walls that we're pushed against. And so if you can be able to, when things happen, instead of react, take a moment to look at the situation from their point of view and stop and think that if I was the cross-country coach and I love cross-country, or if I was the athletic director and I love football, what is he up against? And that may better explain what it is that you're dealing with. So I think that's the first thing is being able to look at it from both sides and being able to understand that you want coaches that are like fight for their program because that means they're, they're performing at a championship level, and that means your kids are exposed to that constantly. Because you don't want a place in your program where your kids can run and not work, or they can run and not be challenged, or they can run and not get better. I mean, nobody wants that. I want to I wanna ship my girls' basketball kids off to the track program and know that track program is fixing to work the dog out of them and make it better so when they come back to me, they're even better than they were. Right. I mean, that's what we should all want. And so when those coaches are acting like that, you need to kind of – it's kind of the same thing with you've got to kind of embrace the idea that your parents are passionate, so that's going to compare problems. Well, you need to embrace the idea that you want coaches around you that are passionate about their sport, and consequently with it, sometimes they're going to step on your toes or they're going to get a little bit in your lane, and you just kind of got to have a good communication and a good trust relationship where you can deal with those things. Yeah, I think communication comes in too as well because maybe at a bigger school it's not the athletic director. It may be an athletic coordinator slash football coach and basketball coach, or it might be basketball slash baseball or softball or volleyball, and so that communication, some of the communication strategies we talked about last episode with parents, don't you think those could kind of come into play as well when it comes to coach-to-coach relationships too? Yes, sir, and I tell you, there, there, there are two things I think you could do as a coach that will really improve your, number one, your relationship with the athletic director, but also improve your situation. Uh, and the first one is, you know, I love that saying, find what your head coach does not like to do and do it. I would tell you, find what your athletic director does not like to do and do it. Because um, all leaders have things that they've kind of got to do and take care of that they don't like. And if you can go serve them, that's going to pay dividends for you down the road. Uh, there's just a lot that we all have to do as coaches. And so I would tell you to look for those things that you can do for your athletic director. And I'll give you an example. Um, you know, things like uh, go out and uh, on Saturdays, if you're going to help in the gym up in the morning anyways, well, why don't you go offer to watch the football uh uniforms for the, for the football team. Say, I'll do the football uniforms. I'll wash those while I'm up at gym for open gym anyways. You know, just look for ways that you can serve others so that maybe you'll build that relationship, that communication system, so that down the road you guys can help each other out. Um, so that's one thing, one piece of advice I'd give you. Um, the second piece of advice I'd give you is that a lot of what athletic directors deal with is poor communication between parents and players and coaches. I mean, I would say that's a lot of what I deal with. And so if you can do a good job of setting up that strong communication system we talked about in the last episode, and you have a way that you deal with all those things, it's going to remove you away from that athletic director's uh, job a little bit. And, and when they're not having to deal with those things, because you've got all that system in place, again, I mean, that's a positive thing for you with that athletic director. That's really good. Uh, now, at Cristoval, you've been a part of 
and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you've been a part of hiring a football coach, a boys basketball coach. Has there been any, anything else? Oh, uh, that, those are the two main ones I've hired. Yeah. Uh, we, we just added baseball and softball, so I'm in the process of putting those programs in place, um, yeah. which has been quite interesting. Yes. <laughs> okay, so in, in regards to looking for candidates and narrowing down, you know, as an athletic director, what are you looking for in hiring those positions? Maybe some, some specifics. I know we've talked generally about someone who's passionate about their sport, but maybe more specifically in regards to what, what are your – when you look at a resume or you, you know of someone who might be interested in your job or would work well at your, your job in your, in your school district, what are some of the things that you're looking for? Um, I'll tell you one of the first things that I want to know is I want to know that you're interested in building a program from the top to the bottom. Uh, excuse, I'm sorry, bottom to the top. I want to know, are you going to be invested in your junior high? Are you going to look for ways to get invested in the youth in your community? Because um, I think that programs are built. I don't think programs just happen. And so I want to know, in an interview, I want to hear, do you have a plan for your junior high? Uh, do you want to do something with youth sports? Do you want to help our youth in this community get prepared? Um, so that's the, one of the big things that I'm looking for is, is are you thinking long-term and are you going to invest in us long-term? Even if you don't stay for, but for three years, but are you going to invest and get things ready to make them better? So that's one of the first big ones I look for is just do you have a plan all the way through? Because, you know, a lot of us think about – uh, we have this team, and I can coach this team, and I know exactly what I want to run offensively, and I know what I want to run defensively, and blah, blah, blah. But do you know what your program looks like? Can you think bigger picture? Because the reality of it is that the, the more you move up the ladder, that's the only thing that changes is you have to continue to, to think even bigger picture and bigger picture and more bigger picture. So we're thinking proactive here. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, is there anything else that you can think of just as a as a coach, when you were just a coach, that you wish you would have known now being a coach and athletic director? If you would have known that back then, it would have helped the situation? Or what are some, some things mindset-wise or just uh, day-to-day that would have helped you just as a coach if you would have had this athletic director slash coach mindset? Um, first and foremost, uh, trust your bosses. You know, go to work for those guys and then – and I mean, I can tell you the first guy I worked for, I just, I feel terrible at the things that I did, that he had to deal with. And a lot of times, you know, we all think we, we, we know how to do somebody else's job. And we all kind of get into that. We all, I mean, you know, crap, we spend Sundays telling NFL football coaches what plays they should call. We all get into that a little bit. So that's pretty normal. But trust your bosses. And when they tell you that, you know, it has to be this way, trust them. And, and move forward and let it go and be loyal to it and leave it behind those doors. And then let the summertime be a great time when kids are gone to talk philosophically about some of those issues. You know, if, it gets, if you get back to that piece where you make notes of those things as the year goes on, set up a meeting with your athletic director and, 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 and address those things then that you didn't like, you know, that you didn't want. And, and maybe they'll have more time to explain. But, man, the battlefield's fast and furious, and I just, I just wish I would have spent more time when a guy told me to do this that I'd just done it. And I would have trusted that there was a reason for it. And that doesn't mean you don't question, but do it at a later time and allow production to move forward. So for me, that was a big one. Just trust them. They, they, you don't know what they're dealing with on the other end. You don't know what they have and that they're, they're, that they're, um, that they're up against on the other end. Yeah. 
That's really good, Coach. Thanks for sharing, man. Is there anything else that we've covered these last three episodes that you want to reflect on, go back to? I know we talked about uh, the biggest differences between coaching boys and girls basketball. We've talked about how to handle player or parent issues. And then now we've talked about kind of thinking as an athletic director, kind of think like an athletic director, being an advocate for our school and not just for our program, kind of eliminating that tunnel vision. Is there anything else that you want to add as we close? I just want to want to remind everybody that this is the greatest profession in the world and i know that a lot of people right now feel like man it's you know you hear it all the time coaching's getting tough coaching's getting tough we're they're still kids and they're great and i I love what i do and i know a lot of you guys love what you do and don't allow the negative to weigh you down because this it really is it's still it's the greatest job in the world coaching kids and and just remind yourself that every day and continue to have fun doing it because it is. It's a fun profession and it's a rewarding profession. Yeah, I just got done uh, doing a podcast before I got on with you uh, with a college assistant basketball coach, and he, he said this. He's from the Northeast, and he said, when I die, I want to come back as a Texas high school basketball coach. <laughs> and I, That's awesome. Uh, that was great. That was great. Just you know, having an athletic period and getting to deal with uh, – the facilities that we have as a whole and uh, getting to be around our kids. And he just, he just loved everything about Texas high school basketball and he coaches, you know, uh, in New York. And so, uh, but yeah, well, coach, thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate all of your insight and your thoughts. This is really helpful, not just for, for our audience, but I know for me as well. And I really appreciate our friendship and I'm glad we're only 15 minutes from each other. That's great. Yes, sir. Meet the, the same here. Really feel the same way. All right. Thanks, Coach. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.